All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and eliminated commissioner, the Denver Desert Dog, Matt Kozlowski. Uh, sorry about no podcast. Thanksgiving uh, is, I think, more important than talking about our fantasy leagues uh, or fantasy teams, especially when mine's not good. I'm not going to make that effort for you guys. Sorry. Uh, joining me tonight from the Seawolves, reeling with the COVID controversy on their team of Antonio Brown. Phil, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I would like them to open that up to the broader league because I'm sure it is not only Seawolf players that, that are guilty of such controversy. You wonder how widespread this thing is. Excited to be here. Glad to be a guest. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to the conversation this evening, fellas. No problem. And uh, joining the two of us is our better half, Shane Stein. How's it going, buddy? Uh, doing, doing great, Matt. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Uh, you could just say reeling in general. Um, <laughs> I see that going on. <laughs> I feel like it's been forever since we put up a, put up a good week, so hoping we're saving it all for uh, the stretch run here. We'll get into it, I'm sure, tonight, but I feel like I'm not sure there's a team in the league that's actually like surging and feeling good about I mean, Jason's 11-1. and one. It's hard to feel bad about that, but he doesn't have DeAndre Swift for the immediate future. Um, there's a lot of teams that are working backwards rather than forwards right now. Yeah, I don't know what to think of it. I feel like I feel like uh, maybe everyone's going to get healthy and, and and ready for the playoffs. You know, we could have some exciting high-scoring playoff matches because it's been it's been some some duds um, for a lot of teams. I mean, league-wide scoring has been pretty down this year I feel like for the last I want to say four or five weeks yeah and a lot of teams have been eliminated since we last spoke so um, I don't want to say the playoff field is basically set but we have a pretty uh, good idea of where things are going this week will obviously have a lot to do with that um, but first Phil we took you out of Serbia and you are now going to be the asker uh, it was just widely requested amongst league mates uh, that, you, that you stop answering trivia questions. <laughs> we got to give the subscribers what they want, and I totally get it. And for tonight's trivia question, Shane alluded to it, that there's definitely been a downtrend in scoring. I, I don't know if every year feels this way, but beginning of the year, a lot. Last few weeks has completely tapered off with injuries. A lot of injuries, big name guys, Christian McCaffrey, the King himself, Kamara. I don't even know the last time he was an able body on the football field. Which leads me to my question tonight, which is we've got twelve RB ones through week thirteen or week twelve, whatever we're at. Can you name the RB ones? in the Soffle League through thus far in the season. We can do that. This is good. I think we can get close. Go for it. You can start, uh, buddy. You want the low-hanging fruit or you want? No, you can take, take it. Go ahead. Good. All right. I'll, I'll take Jay Taylor. Uh, I don't like the low-hanging fruit for you <laughs> experts and schwabs. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor John is number one. Be one. He's number one, correct. Uh, I'll take Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, 
RB3 on the season. Wow. Just as we all anticipated. All right. Um, well, I know I have one of them, so reason for every question. So let's get James Conner out of the way. James Conner, RB10 overall, has only been in a starting lineup once this season. <laughs> by my um, having a Todd Gurley-esque season, one of your players fell 14 touchdowns for awesome Eckler. Awesome Eckler, RB2 on the season. What an off-season acquisition that was. Um, well, I think we can stay on Phil's team because I'm pretty sure the king himself is still up there. <laughs> the king for... still reigns supreme. <laughs> RB4, having not played it down since October. <laughs> yeah, pretty good, uh, pretty, good, pretty good September there. <laughs> I will say, you, you asking the questions... And getting the commentary is a lot better than hearing King Henry is on this list. So, <laughs> um, I think he missed a game or two, but I believe. What? I was going to say the good news is no one said Marshall Falk yet. So. Yeah, Marshall Falk. <laughs> That's another, another bonus. Um. This might be this might be the one that gets me out, but I think Cordell Patterson's on this list. Cordell Patterson is number eight. <laughs> what a waiver wire pickup that was in week one. Uh, I'm pretty certain because he's carrying me in one league and he just did me dirty last week that Lenny Fournette has to be on this list. <laughs> oh, touchdown, big game Lenny is RB6. All right, so we have one, two, three, six. I think, I think we're out of Seawolves. We have, we have so one, two, three, four, six, eight, ten. So we need five more. Five, seven, nine, eleven, twelve. Um, Zeke. RB7, Zeke himself. Well, Zeke was seven, you said? Yep. I was looking at Jason's team, and I'm pretty sure that DeAndre Swift was like number three, like going into last week or something. So, or he was up there, somewhere up there. So he's got to be. I'm guessing he's either five, maybe five. RB nine. DeAndre Swift. Yep. Still behind the king. Um, Dalvin Cook. Oh man. Cause embarrasses himself once again. Let me scroll here. RB seventeen. Really? Cook. Wow. I guess he did miss well, a game or two. Shame for the win. I think I only have one more, and I'm pretty certain that it's on Cause's team. Um, I believe Najee Harris was uh, up there. He is RB five. Cannot believe the dogs can't take care of their own. He was just a hired gun. He's not actually one of us, so. <laughs> Looks like as good of a keeper as he got over there, fella. No, no, we're going we're gonna to make some things happen. Don't you worry about us. Uh, All right, so how many do we have left? I haven't been in four years. I'm good. We have two left, and they're the last two, it looks like. 11 and 12? Oh, uh, yeah. Hardest two, probably. Yeah. I'm trying to think. 
I know. I don't think Saquon's on this list. <laughs> I don't think he makes it. I do. I know one of my guys was up there. I don't know if th- he still is, though. I, I, I think he is, buddy. I think Melvin Gordon is on this list. It wasn't the guy I was thinking of, so. Okay. I was, I was thinking of my good one. <laughs> uh, oh. I know, I know he was a couple weeks ago. I'm just thinking of how high he was when I looked. Just say his name. Aaron Jones. The famous Matthew Berry tweets of free Aaron Jones, RB12. Hmm. One guy left. One guy left. Totally missing. Just going back, Melvin Gordon was RB19 on this list. For those keeping score at home. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Daryl Henderson? No. Cause once proclaimed him potentially the best keeper to ever exist in this league after one start. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. (laughs) (laughs) RB11. <laughs> Will Derrick Henry finish as an RB1 this season, having not played the last seven games? Because right now, he has 191 fantasy points. RB13 has 144. I think he does. How many does he have? He's got 191. RB13 has 144. So they need f- like fifty points over two games. He he's definitely gonna finish as RB one. Oh, if you're count if you're counting regular season only, yeah. Fantasy yeah. regular season. So he might play one more regular season game. They're thinking, right? No. No. Phil's talking. Fa- they, Phil's they, talking fantasy regular season. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Okay. Oh yeah, fantasy regular season. Then yeah, he sh- he definitely should. All right. Good job, Shane. Thanks, buddy. Shane's Shane's better than us at trivia. We know that. That's why he asks. Well, you can't ask me the rankings questions because I look at them too much. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't we don't have any matchups this week that have two teams that are both out of it. So we don't really have a a game to start with. Um, they're all they all have relative importance in some way, shape, or form here in uh, what is this week thirteen. So I guess we'll just we'll go in order. We'll start with uh, take your ball and go home against the Denver Desert Dogs. Dogs coming off a take your ball and go home esque sixty eight point victory last week. I uh, got C D Lamb playing in this one for the Desert Dogs. And we'll start off with them. I believe um, a couple weeks ago we talked about Elijah Mitchell being a running back one the rest of the season after the trade deadline. And I think he is probably for um, the last couple weeks a running back 12. What do you guys think about Elijah Mitchell uh, this week against Seattle for the 49ers? I mean, doesn't doesn't get much juicier than 
than this, I think. I mean, Seattle's reeling. Um, clearly, it's a lost season up there. Um, he's gotten, let's just look at his lines, he's gotten 27 carries his last two times out healthy. Um, Got to like that. And I think we saw Antonio Gibson have some success against Seattle last week, so I don't see any reason that the Niners aren't going to continue to pound the ball like they have been for the past couple games. Um, so I got I to gotta like Mitchell for, for another big one here. 100-yarder and a score. I was wrong on this guy, and I was right on this guy, because I, I tried to get him after week one. Thought this was going to be a J-Dub-J backfield once he came back. It's not looking like that. This is Mitchell's show. Definitely RB1 rest of the way. He has a good week this week. Um, I think yeah. The, I think the, the main question is, do you have a keeper on your hands here, Cos? Well, he's $59. 50, oh, yeah. yeah. So I keep forgetting that you paid big for him. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you guys, what do you think about him? I, I know it's a little early, but uh, next year, I mean, 49ers are always... Um, a fluid backfield, so things could change rather quickly depending on how Shanahan's feeling in that moment. But we have to be kind of excited about him for uh, for next year. Are you saying that you don't think it's going to be Trey Sermon's backfield? I I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> no, I definitely got to be excited. Uh, he's looked good. I mean, clearly they're, they're a team that wants to run the ball, um, play power football, and. He's, he's looked great. Obviously, they handed the reins over to him pretty pretty quickly, and they're not afraid to to have him be the guy. Um, definitely could see him being a guy that goes for uh, maybe what you paid for him in free agency this year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Probably goes for 45, maybe higher at the draft next year, based on what we're seeing, as long as this continues. Be a good one to keep your eye on for championship week to see if – he gets dropped and somebody tries to pick him up on the cheap for waiver wire five. Uh, can't can't happen because he has to be picked up before <laughs> the end of the regular season. But oh, sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah, last week of regular season. I'm not dropping can't do him that anymore. Yeah, I'm not dropping him. But uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think I like him. I think the biggest threat to him could be Debo Samuel in terms of uh, running back touches. He seems to have found a home there in the backfield a la Cordero Patterson so um, he'll yeah be... they're doing a nice job of just getting their best player the ball uh, yeah <laughs> he's their best player and they're, they're finding ways to just get him the ball and, and, and make plays um, it's working out for him yeah we'll see what he does this week uh, at Seattle with, with no Debo um, playing this week Going over to take your ball and go home. Uh, got a little shot taken at Lamar Jackson by the uh, the Mad Dogs in the recap. Lamar Jackson has struggled in his career against Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh this week, Sunday, 425 game. Uh, what do you guys think about Lamar? I mean, I got a shot taken, and rightfully so, though. I mean, I, I've alluded to it on the podcast I think it was a few weeks ago when I said, like, you're, you're just going to have to understand going in when you draft him that you're going to have some bad weeks because when it comes down to it, he's not that great of a quarterback. He's going to struggle passing the ball. He's going to have some games like that. And that's kind of what happened last week. Um, he's just going to have some, some miserable passing games. Um, but with that being said, I don't 
don't think this Pittsburgh defense is going to have enough to completely slow him down. I, I would expect Lamar to put up a pretty respectable week this week. Should be able to uh, put some points on the board, and I think he, think he gets some some decent rushing numbers this week as as he usually does. So uh, I, I would look for Lamar to get back into the into the twenties. This Steelers team has quit on Tomlin. The process is the process. The standard is the standard. In all seriousness, this feels like a, a 9 of 13 for 90 yards passing type week against the Steelers because the Ravens' strength is running the ball. And, and Lamar is one of the most dangerous running backs in the league, and that's all he's going to have to do this week. The Steelers can't stop the run. They're going to get just gouged, and it's going to be ugly. I don't know what the question was. <laughs> you answered it. Good job. Um, I feel like this game could be could be ugly. I don't know. I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting points on both sides. Uh, I haven't liked what I've seen offensively from the Ravens the last couple weeks. Haven't liked any anything the Steelers have put out on the field the last couple weeks. Offense, defense, special teams—it's all been bad. They tied uh, Detroit. Yeah, I don't think this is a this is a game that you're not going to want to watch any of it. So I don't know if you guys have looked at the stat sheets here, but how many rushing touchdowns do you think Lamar Jackson has this year? Four. Three. He has two, and they were both in Week Two against Kansas City. He has not had a rushing touchdown in any other game this year. Been burning a lot of my single game parlays. Yeah, like that was one of the single game parlay staples last couple of years, and just not, not happening. And I need that to uh, pick up here for for T-Bag to have any pulse here in the in the postseason stretch. I don't even know if that's gonna do it for you. All right, CV Lamb did not have a catch on the first drive, so right now the live line. As the dogs as point three favorites over, take your ball and go home this week. Who do you guys have winning this matchup of two very mediocre squads right now with Shane's uh, bye weeks and injuries? Yeah, these these projections seem some kind of high for for two of the for these two squads. Um, I think it would be just like the Desert Dogs to give one last one last knife job here and cost me a division title. Take fifty bucks out of my pocket, so I'm gonna go Desert Dogs in a close ninety-five to ninety win. Even without McCaffrey, this is a good roster. I'm looking at these position battles. I like Brady over Jackson, Mitchell over Connor. That's probably close. Harris by far over Jamal Williams. Ceedee Lamb toss up Allen. I'm looking at the top four or five guys and saying. This one is dogs big, and I think it carries over to the rest of the matchup. Give me the dogs, tea bag, 60-point effort catches up with them again this week. Um, uh, okay. Uh, I think I do win, and the real question is, do I really want to lay down week 14 against Phil then and give Phil the division? So... You would never. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Sleepless nights with that equal. I don't know. It's it's in play. 
Uh, we don't have to lay down, though. We're just bad. Uh, speaking of bad, Seawolves against Nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray looking to potentially come back this week for the Seawolves. Um, much needed return. We're still starting guys like Chase Claypool and Jacoby Myers. Phil, did you, uh, getting ready for this matchup this week, did you did you play some music at practice? I should have. Yeah. You got to make it more fun. You got to... That's, that's not the commentary of a guy that's just quit. I don't know what is. Uh, Seawolves being led by Lenny, four touchdown net. Um... JWJ probably not going to make his way into the lineup this week, I'd imagine. Tyler Boyd, some Desert Dogs waiver wire fodder. Um, who do we want to talk about? One man's trash is another man's we'll, treasure. We'll talk about Kyler. Uh, what do you guys expect from Kyler coming back off the ankle injury? He's missed some time, uh, had the bye week. Should be healthy. Uh, Chicago's defense, not great. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys expect from Kyler in his return? Uh, I'm not expecting too much this week. Um, hasn't been out there in a while. I still still not 100. percent Hasn't been practicing in full all week. I still think there's there's a little concern, and we've touched on it before on this podcast about how he it's the kind of player that he needs to have his lower half certainly fully healthy for him to succeed. He needs to go to run the ball. Um, He's able to extend plays to make big plays in the passing game. Um, so I'm not saying he has a bad game, but I taper, taper my expectations and, and say it's a more of a stretch if he gets to 20. I think it's right around 20. Look, we, we made some comments a few weeks ago that we're trying to be a more truthful podcast. We don't like fake news. And as we hear BS, we got to call it out. Kyler Murray's been fine without running. Week one, 20 yards rushing, he had 40 fantasy points. Week three, 19 yards rushing, 26 fantasy points. Week six, six yards rushing, 33.7 fantasy points. He hasn't been doing it with his legs this year. He doesn't need to anymore. I don't think the ankle injury is gonna bother him all that much. I expect an okay showing. Two tutters, 250 yards passing, 24 fantasy points. Alright, um, I I like Kyler this week, I think he'll be fine. Um, I'm a little worried about D-Hop probably not playing, that I don't think is great. Uh, but he hasn't been throwing to him a lot this year either. Uh, so, I think Murray outdoes his projection at 22. I think he gets a little more than Phil said, 24. I'll take him for 27. Oh, all right, now we're on the Nevermore side. In true uh, Desert Dog opponent fashion, T. Higgins had his breakout game last week, so that was nice to see. Uh, <clears throat> we got Mike Davis, Rex Burkhead, Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, and Jameson Crowder. We have Kenny Galladay on the bench. Would you guys find a spot for Kenny Galladay in the Nevermore uh, roster this week. I, I think I would cut Mike Davis. Um, 
Put him on the waiver wire. No offense, but <laughs> and I would definitely slot. Uh, <laughs> I guess you can't put Galladay in there. He's a running back somewhere, but um, I think I might put Etienne in my running back spot over Davis. Um, <laughs> Davis might score negative against Tampa Bay. That's just a horrific matchup for an already bad player. Over um, under waiver wire bid if Mike Davis is out there. I don't know if he gets picked up. <laughs> he certainly doesn't get picked up by anyone that thinks they're going to be in the playoffs. So, um, so over Moore, Crowder, or Bateman is the question here. And uh, I'm going to say now he's fine with ADS. Anytime you're looking at your team and say, man, I am one Corderell Patterson injury away from having a viable fantasy asset here, you've got to really worry about yourself. I, I don't know if I could find a spot for Galladay, maybe over Bateman, just because I don't think the Ravens are going to throw any more than 10 passes. Well, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have Mike Glennon slinging the rock for the Giants this week. That may be a better thing for Galladay. Might be better. Yeah. yeah. Um. Jesus Christ. Um, I think I would take out Crowder. I don't know. Crowder might be his best player. <laughs> Uh, sea Wolves win this one. I think uh, I think they get the job done. Yeah, I can't believe this projection is this close. I'm looking at the, the running backs. So I'm like, I I don't know that Davis and Burkhead combined for more than four points. Um, so yeah, I I think that the Sea Wolves might win this with just their quarterback and their top two running backs. Counted out two weeks ago, again, Sea Wolves find a way. Well, you gave me another good segue. Speaking of finding a way, the Reading Renegades are sitting at 7-5. and five. Um, <clears throat> Not sure how they're doing that either. I don't know if Fegley will... I think he'll play a quarterback this week. Currently doesn't have one in his roster uh, other than Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know if he's waiting for someone to go uh, out that he can move him into the IR, but... Uh, let's help our boy out this week. Who who should Fegley be targeting to play quarterback for him this week uh, with no Aaron Rodgers on by? Ugh. The, uh, the pickings are slim, to say the least. But I think I'm going to go with the gunslinger, Taylor Heineke. Weird to say this. I, I agree. That, that's where I'm going. Is he is he the gunslinger? Is that is that a name for him? <laughs> it is now. Uh, I'm just looking at these other options, and, and I mean, I don't know who else I would go with. Um, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he throws the ball downfield. He can't be called a gunslinger. I think he thinks he is. He just kind of throws more like the backup gunslinger. Well. I have a name for you guys. 
And the projection, the projection says no because he's projected for fifteen point four points. But Tre'Davious White out for the season. I'd be running Mac Jones out there. I think this is a huge game. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun Monday night. And I think Billy B is going to want to take it to Buffalo. So I would be starting Mac Jones in this matchup if I was Fegley. I like MJ10. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the way to beat Buffalo is, is through the air. I think their run defense is pretty solid, especially with White out. Through the air seems a little more plausible. Um, yeah, I can see that being a, being a thing. I, I thought... I thought for a second there when you said projected 15.4, you were going to hit us with a Trevor Lawrence at the Rams. I was like, oh my God, this guy has lost his mind. <laughs> the Rams are a bad defense. I don't think they're they're that bad. Um, but I, I think, I mean, you're really hoping for, you're really hoping for the 250 and two touchdowns. Like, you'd feel good about that on a waiver wire quarterback week. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're hoping for 20 points. I mean, if you can get 20 on a waiver wire quarterback, you're, you did your job. Yeah, as I mean, long the other, as you don't the only get other, Tyrod um, Taylor. I think would be, would be Matt, Matty Ice, I think, at home against Tampa Bay. Yeah, those games are always closer than, than people think, I think, between those two teams. Yeah. Speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Mike McCarthy not coaching tonight due to uh, testing positive for COVID, Dan Quinn running the sidelines for the Cowboys, and he has a backwards hat on. <laughs> Just thought that was interesting. Wanted to, uh, wanted to add that comment. All right, going over to the Fleetwood franchise. This is a big one for them this week. Uh, a win over Fegley would uh, get them tied in the win-loss record um, and put them in a, a decent, shape to, in decent shape to be able to make the playoffs. They do have Josh Allen and Diggs going in that Monday night matchup that we talked about against New England. Uh, talked about Cordero Patterson earlier. What's happened to Jamar Chase? He has not been good lately. We've seen the Bengals play a little more conservative offensively, lean more on Mixon. Um, has not gone over 100 yards in his last four games. He's been kind of bailed out by two touchdowns, but hasn't even eclipsed 50 yards in his last four times out there. He's got a matchup against the Chargers this week who are weaker against the run than they are against the pass. So what's happened to Jamar Chase, and do you guys think he can bounce back this week? Um, I think we kind of see this a lot with, with younger players um, early in the season, especially with rookie, rookie players that are dynamic like that. You, you see them get off to hot starts sometimes and and then cool off by the end of the year. I think it's just the league kind of adjusting, getting getting them on tape a little bit, seeing ways to, to, to better defend them. Um, and I think we're, we're seeing that play a little bit of a part of, of Chase slowing down here in the, in the second half of the season. Got off to such a hard, hot start and scoring at just a, a rate that's not sustainable for anyone. Um, but to answer your second part, I, I don't think it is just a, what you said because I, I think the way to beat the Chargers is to run the ball at them, and the, they're pretty solid in the in the pass defense game. So I, I don't think this is a get right game for Chase. Um, I would expect another another down week. What happened to them last week is they they played a team that gave up 300 yards rushing, so they didn't have to throw the football. 
before that, just a matter of targets not translating into production. Uh, targets are there, six targets, 13, 9, 10, last four games prior to, to this one against the Steelers. He'll be fine long term. I don't know if it's a get right game this week, but he has a, a, at least another seven or eight targets. I guess the problem with some of those targets are they're not high efficiency targets. You know, they're their deep balls are longer throws, throws that are harder to be uh to be completed. So that's probably why we're not seeing uh targets necessarily translate into production for him the last couple of weeks. Way better than Deontay Johnson targets, I'll tell you that. You know, he has one drop this year. <laughs> After all the comments about his hands last year. Yeah, he's probably not the problem in Pittsburgh. No, he's he's he can practice without music. He's fine. Who do you have winning the franchise versus Renegades? I think this is the week that the Renegades um, stop winning. And I think the franchise takes it to them. Yeah, I mean, since selling, I say that in quotation marks, um, the Renegades have reeled off five of six, I believe, um, which is pretty incredible. Um, and if with a win this week can clinch their spot in the big dance. But... Not so fast, my friend. Franchise. Take it to him this week. Pretty big. Franchise, and this one is not close. Alright, Mixed Mad Dogs versus Team Ice Cream. Right now we have this one as a very tight projection too. Uh, but that's because Micah doesn't have anyone in his flex two spot. He's right now wondering if he should start Ty Johnson, Sony Michelle, or Austin Walter. Phil, do you know who Austin Walter is? He's the guy that was on Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that was Ken Jennings. That's right. Yeah. Um, just a really bad starting lineup right now for the Mad Dogs. Got Mahomes, CEH, Zeke, Darnell Mooney, Hunter Renfro, Tyler Higby, and Van Jefferson. And then an empty flex that could be Ty Johnson or Sonny Michelle. Um, wow. Hunter Renfro, with if Darren Waller doesn't play this week... We've seen their production kind of uh, be tied together. So Renfro, is he in line for a big game this week against the Washington football team? I don't know that I ever predict a big game for Renfro, but he's just very steady. Um, it's tough to predict a big game for him because I'd have to, you're going to have to go back and fact check me on this. I, I just don't know his capabilities of having a two touchdown game, so I don't know how big his game can possibly be. Um, not a whole lot of targets in the in the end zone, in the red zone. Um, not that kind of player, but pretty safe floor. Um, you'd be pretty certain that he's going to get into that five, six, seven target range at minimum. So, pretty safe bet for double digits for me. So, not big game, but 
Like give me uh, give me like a 12, 13 point effort for him, bro. My analytics are telling me he's never had a two cutter game. I think he's fine. He, he's a rich man's Emmanuel Sanders. I don't see a huge game, seven or eight point effort this week. I think Renfro gets into double digits this week. I like him. Uh, Twelve and a half, we'll call it. All right, Captain Kirk leading the way against Team Ice Cream. Again, no Alvin Kamara this week. T.Y. Hilton still getting a start on this squad. Um, let's talk about a guy that I think is is breaking out here of late. What do you guys make of Jalen Waddle? And uh, he's had gone double digits four out of the last or three out of the last four. Um, he's had seven double digit games this year. Um, just getting a ton of targets. Uh, I, I really like Jalen Waddle, and I think this has been he's been a great pickup for uh, for Troy. He has the Giants this week. What do you guys What do you guys want to say about Jalen Waddle? Yeah, absolutely. Um, seems to be the clear cut guy in Miami, and I, I think we see some some breakout potential here from this guy. Um, has four touchdowns on the year, and he's still wide receiver sixteen. So it's not like he's been touchdown dependent. He can be in a in a variety of different ways, and yeah, they seem to be just feeding him the ball here. The last five weeks, I mean, look at the targets, 11, 10, 6, 9, 10. I mean, even before that, 8, 13. So, I mean, he, he's just getting fed the rock. Um, pretty uh, pretty good, solid solid year for, for the rookie. Um, I, I expect it to continue. Four touchdowns, two of those in week six against the Seawolves. Not that I'm keeping track. He's solid. He's a really good player and would be by far my best wide receiver if he was on my team. I like him. I've enjoyed watching him play this year because I think he got the uh, he got the the label of being a deep ball guy, a la John Ross, a la Henry Ruggs. Um, he, he's he got that label and he's not that player. He's actually a lot tougher runs the intermediate routes, does take hits. Um, so I, I've liked watching Waddle, and he's definitely a guy that be keeping an eye on next year to see what kind of a situation Miami has um, as a guy you want to target in drafts for next year. So that was definitely a nice pickup by, uh, by Troy. Uh, who do you guys have winning this one between Ice Cream and Mad Dogs? I will take... Ice cream being led by Kirk Cousins at Detroit. Yeah, he's he's more than likely going to need the the Cousins Jefferson duo to to connect at least once, maybe twice to to be able to pull off the upset. I believe here this week, um, but give me the Mad Dogs very close. I think Captain Kirk gets it done. It's a close one. Give me the ice cream. Uh, just one quick question for you guys about Kirk Cousins. I want to know, uh, he mentioned that he got under the wrong guy uh, when he lined up under the guard on Sunday. 
and had to burn a timeout. My question for you, have any women in your lives ever, have you ever heard them say that about you, that they got under the wrong guy? <laughs> you don't have to answer um, that. Don't answer that. Family College shows. was a confusing time for a lot of us. <laughs> All right, next game, next game. Beastman Park versus the Bull Weevils. Uh, sure, again, looking good. Weevils. Got Tony Pollard and Mark Ingram, both running backs in this matchup tonight. This one is a nine-point projection right now. Uh, Park looking to hopefully get a decent game out of Dak Prescott tonight. They've been led of late by Joe Mixon and Deontay Johnson. Uh, probably no Darren Waller this week, though, for them. They'll be leaning on at the tight end position. Phil, do you know who Foster Moreau is? No idea. Okay, didn't think so. Uh, we'll start off with... Oh, man, tackle at the one. Always. We'll start off with uh, Abuseman Park. Cooper ripped off a big catch before that, though. Sure did. Um, we'll start off with Abuseman Park. And we saw OBJ get into the end zone last week for the Rams. He's got Jacksonville this week. Did not practice today. Um, I think he has a hit pointer. But... Is there a big game in line for Odell Beckham Jr. this week for the Rams? I'm going to say yes, just because I feel like they're going to want to just make him do that. Just to try to prove that they were right. Um, still doesn't think I think he's good at football. Doesn't mean I think he's good. Um, but I feel like they're they're going to force force a touchdown for him this week. So, yeah, give me OBJ for like 15 points. Man, I could use him on, on my team. You guys shame me into dropping him. I do think he has a good week. He's finally in an offense that helps him be himself. I'm not going to say 15, but I like double digits if he plays. Double digits if he plays. Hmm. Um, I like I like OBJ this week. I think uh, I think he actually does look okay. Um, he, he ate, what a catch by Gallup! Nice play. Um, I think he's looked okay, and he's had to kind of come on quicker with the Robert Woods injury. So I think he has a nice game this week against Jacksonville if he does play. All right. Carson Wentz, uh, Michael Pittman, that combo against Houston this week. I like that on the Weevil side. Miles Gaskin getting the flex start. Um, it's been a little while, I feel like, since we talked about Tyreek Hill. He's got uh, Denver this week. Do you guys have... He has not gone over... 100 yards since week four against Philadelphia. Does Tyreek Hill go over 100 yards this week against Denver? I'm going to say yes, he does. Um, I think he gets over this week. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a whole week. Um, big, big division game. Um, I think the Chiefs are gonna gonna lay some lumber here on Denver. I don't think he does, 
Question for you guys, bonus question. Is this the quietest wide receiver three season you've ever heard of out of Tyreek Hill? I had to look up how he was doing. He's had a superb year, even without those 100-yard games. I mean, I got to believe that he's leading the league in targets. I don't know that for a fact, but, I mean, just looking at his game logs, I mean... He had 18 targets against the Giants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Yep. yep. <laughs> Who was he playing against? Yeah, 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 yeah. 21 points. Wow. That's his season best, I think. Ton of targets. <laughs> he has had a lot of targets. I, I didn't realize he's had that many. Yeah, I'd say he has to be leading the league in targets. Um... All right, who do you guys have winning the Beeson Park against Bull Eagles? Yeah, this is a huge one for uh, for the park. Can't afford to to drop down to six and seven here. They gotta get that seventh win under their belt. Um, and I think they do it with just enough. Um, close though, close. Give me the park. I don't think it's close. I'll take the park as well in this one. I'm not sure it's close. All right, game of the week, Flock against Steel Curtain. Woo. Steel Curtain on their uh, on their deathbed needs to uh, needs to put something together this week. I believe he has to win out to get in. Shane can confirm that for me. That is, I don't think it's absolutely needed, but. Probably needed, yes. He can't go to five and eight and get it. No right. way. Yeah, I don't think it's it's going to be very difficult to do. Um, he would need Bull Evils and probably the Renegades to win. Um, yes, correct. So he's rooting against Abusement Park and the franchise um, so he can somehow be tied with all of them. Still, obviously, a really good team. Uh you know, Stafford, he loses Cook this week, but he has Madison there. Um, Josh Jacobs had a surprisingly really good game on uh, on Thanksgiving last week. He had been struggling of late. Let's talk about... I just want to check the game logs before I bring it up. Uh, Chris Godwin, awful game last week. Four for 24. Uh, he did have a touchdown in the Monday night win against the Giants in Week 11. Check and, his vaccine card. And only 7 for 57 against Washington in Week 10. Uh, struggle, struggling a little bit of late after coming off two big games in Week 7 and 8. Has not really been the same since AB went out. What do you guys think of Godwin this week at Atlanta? Should be Should be a monster game for him. Yeah, I like Godwin to get back on track here. Um, I feel like this is kind of the way the Tampa Bay offense goes sometimes, where they kind of take turns being being the guy that particular week. And I, I think this is one where they they get Godwin back in the in the swing of things. Um, Atlanta's a shitty team, and I'm gonna let's get Godwin back into the into the 15, 15 point range. Godwin's going to have a good game, but this is a big game. Tutter, Lenny, Fournette game. What about Mike Evans? Who? 
feel like Mike, I feel like Mike Evans usually beats up Atlanta. Who doesn't beat up Atlanta? That's fair. Very fair. Devin Singletary getting the start this week. It looks like for the flock with DeAndre Swift out and DJ Moore on by. Um, he could go with Tevin Coleman, David Johnson, or Naheem Hines, but I think Singletary's probably the play there. Uh, Cooper Cup did not have a great game last week, I don't think. Might be wrong about that. Seven for 96, really bad game for him. Um, it actually it actually was his like third or fourth worst game of the season. His, his game logs. Yeah. His game logs are incredible. That's the guy that's leading the NFL in targets, Shane, by the way. Just just looking at that game log, those game logs. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get the chance to talk about him last week. He's taken the league by storm. Jason asked me, I think specifically, to never bring him up on the podcast because he knows how things go. JT. He's got a touchdown. It's so hot right now. JT, touchdown in nine straight. Does he do it again at Houston? Does Jonathan Taylor score this week at Houston? Does he ever? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, this is juicy. Um, I feel like Houston has been playing with a little bit of a pulse lately, at least keeping games reasonable, but um, maybe it was just because they were playing the fucking Jets last week. But um, yeah, Taylor gets in. Not once, not twice. Three times. It's about as juicy as it gets, fellas. This is one of those that Jonathan Taylor two plus TDs is probably going to be minus money. <laughs> My God, is he going to blow up? Anything less than thirty against Houston, and I'm disappointed. Has he played Houston yet this year? I want to check the logs. Fourteen for. Scores. 29.3. Bad game. Less than 30. Um, I think he has a good game this week as well, but I would like to take this opportunity since you made fun of me earlier on the podcast about Nick Chubb and the fact that I said Nick Chubb was a really good keeper at $1 and he's turned out to be an outstanding player in the NFL. Last week, last year, after Marlon Mack tore his Achilles in week one, I said it was a slam dunk that Jonathan Taylor finished the year as a running back one. He did. And you made fun of me relentlessly about it. Because he said the same thing about Chase Edmonds last year when he started one game and you're like, oh, Chase Edmonds, top 10 keeper. Like, like no, why don't, why don't you let these guys play a few snaps before you proclaim top 10 keeper lists? You gotta be first. That you gotta point. be first. That's why I made fun of you. Plus, it's easy. Can you tell me I'm right? <laughs> I was right. About You're right. This one. You're right. Jonathan Taylor's really not, good. Not about Chase Edmonds. He got hurt that next week. We don't. We don't even know how good Chase Edmonds is. He's no James Conner. I can tell you that. Shane, anything to add? No, I mean other than the fact that Taylor's been outstanding. It's going to be a big week. Um, <laughs> just gotta. I mean, you almost hope that they don't blow him out too much and he gets his scoring, gets enough scoring early, doesn't come out. Shane, 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 is there any truth to this 
We were trying to level the playing field by just <laughs> ranting about Taylor on this podcast since we know that this is Jason's title to win and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Why are we even... Do we cancel the rest of the podcast or do we just do like one more last one last week telling Jason congratulations? We haven't seen a run like this since since that Desert Dogs Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> He's going there. He's going to that guy. No, all right, no, 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 no. In all seriousness, Jason's eleven and one. Do you guys know who's the only team to beat him this year? Zip your pants back up. <laughs> the only team that's beaten Jason this year. I don't, but I'm guessing it's you. It, it, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. How does that happen? I've been, oh, the, I've man. been, I've been the worst team ever. Look, I, I gotta say the flock. I'm willing to go on record and, and say best team we've ever seen in this league. I'm there. I'm there. I think it was two weeks ago you said it was the the worst good team you've ever seen. <laughs> I was wrong. No, I roster. I was wrong. I beat them in in week six, and I started at running back Alex Collins and Demetric Felton. That's that's bad. That wasn't your use, Jeff Week. No. It's. I mean, we've had some good teams in the past. Um, this one, this one's certainly up there. Um, I don't know that I'm gonna guarantee that this is the best team we've seen, but it, it's certainly, uh, certainly one of them. I mean, we've had. I don't want to downplay the the Desert Dogs of of the heyday of twenty sixteen or seventeen or whatever it was. 17 the 18. 17. And the, uh, the, the, ice, cream. Cream. the, girly, the, the ice cream The girly Kamara season. 16, I believe. The ice cream of 16 was a pretty pretty good team. Um, the curtain teams of the of the past couple years have been pretty good. Um, but this is this is certainly one of the best teams we've seen. Kamara's rookie year, that team that I had, I had Gurley and Kamara together, that team was, that team yeah. was, that team was special. Oh God! Never to be recreated. I'm not sure. He hurt his ankles. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm actually good at this anymore. But um, one last thing. Hopefully, you're still listening, Micah. We have 11 people that have joined the Sleeper League. Uh, We're waiting on you. I cannot do anything until you join. So thank you, and please get that done right after listening to this podcast. Do you guys have anything to add? Well, I'd like to pick winners for the game of the week. I'll but, take I'll take the flock. Jeez, as a three time defending champ here on on life support facing what we just deemed one of the best teams ever. Two time defending um, champ. Two time defending champ. Yeah, T- sorry. TJ Duckett. Um, <laughs> two time defending champ trying to save their season and get back into the show and make a run at it. Um, not so fast, my friend. As the curtain defend their crown one more week and get the win this week against the flock. Just keep saying that. Not so fast. No, nobody's nobody's moving fast on this. The curtain's roster is loaded. He's got wide receiver ones sitting on his bench. Mike Williams would be by far my best. <laughs> not close. Eddie extends his run. Lives to see another week. Not so fast, my friend. 
so you're picking Eddie. I'm just I I wasn't. You said not yeah. Give to. me give me Eddie Exotic this week. Okay. <laughs> you started talking about his team, and then you said not so fast, my friend. I thought you were gonna. <laughs> Sorry, I was confused. Um, I'll still take the flock. I can see how that's confusing. All right, you guys have four minutes to say whatever you want to say, if you have anything to say, and then uh, we're wrapping this up. No, I don't have uh, anything too big, but I, I, am, I am excited. I'm full-blown <laughs> excitement mode. Um, T-Bag going to be back in the dance where we belong, it looks like. Um, I don't believe we officially punched our ticket, but I think we have. Uh, it's close. Um, I haven't done the, the playoff projections full-blown yet, but... You are you're um, in. You're 100% for playoff percentage on the ESPN league page. Yeah, so I'll... Uh, I'll get a, get something out to the league next week, hopefully, about the going into week, what, 14, um, as far as what everyone will need to uh, to make the playoffs. But it looks like the big games this week, as we alluded to, Hurton, obviously, versus the Flock. And the uh, Park needing a win, and then the franchise Renegades can't get much bigger than that one, so... Should have uh, some things more clear picture as we go into uh, the last week of the regular season after after these games take place. Looking at some of these teams, and there's some really good teams. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get into the playoffs and not play any of these really good rosters <laughs> and hope they all just play each other. But there's some really good teams in the league. I think I was right to be called out two weeks ago and, and say my roster was pretty dead. It, it is pretty dead. But we're going to make a run at this thing, see what happens. I've done a lot less with a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Got a, uh, a touchdown from Lil Jordan Humphrey in this game. He's, he's 6'5". I don't know why he's called Lil Jordan, but we'll end on that note. So if you had Lil Jordan Humphrey in your same game parlay as an anytime touchdown scorer, congrats to you. Thank you for suffering through this hour with us. I'm sure it was not easy. Appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next week when we wrap up the regular season with Week 14 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League.